Hello everyone, my name is Megan Johnson and I am the host of Uncreative. On today's first podcast, I will be talking about failure, what it means to fail, and finding success through failure and things of that sort. The purpose of this podcast is to inspire you to achieve more, to be comfortable with yourself, and to know that you're enough. Your thoughts, feelings, dreams, aspirations, anything that you personally feel dear to you, they all matter. If by the end of this podcast you don't take anything away, I do hope that you feel better about your life and aspirations. I notice that a lot of people aren't comfortable or proud of their current standing. They feel like they are failing on multiple fronts in their life, and I'm not exempt to that. I happen to have a family that supports me even when I feel like I'm the most unsuccessful person who's ever walked the earth. When I feel like I'm dropping the ball in school, with my personal relationships, friendships, all of those things, my family is there to see me through. And even when I create a project that I don't think is the best or I just think is average, they're always there to tell me that I did such a good job, and usually I have, and to encourage me to pursue more and to just go further in life. And there's nothing to explain that type of feeling that I get from that. My family also puts up with my very dramatic personality. I tend to have a overreaction to certain things, so they're very good in dealing with that. But unfortunately, not everyone has a family like mine or sometimes even friends or teachers or colleagues to support them the way that I do. So if you don't have that, I'm here to tell you that your negative perceptions about yourself are wrong. You are intelligent and you are capable. You can do literally whatever you put your mind to and it's that part that's going to make the difference in your life. So this brings up the question, what causes people to fail and what is failure? So the definition of failure is basically being unsuccessful. Though success looks very different for different people so do keep that in mind when you're measuring your own success to others and then again that brings us to well what causes people to fail well sometimes it's your mindset and your mindset can lead to a self-fulfilling prophecy so if you're unaware of what a self-fulfilling prophecy is they can usually they can either be good or they can be negative So a self-fulfilling prophecy is something that you tell yourself over and over again, and after a while, your patterns, um, what you think, the way you act starts to reflect that. And sometimes these are things that you tell yourself, and unfortunately, other times, these are things that people have told you, and that can be either good or bad. So of course, if you're getting good feedback constantly, people are saying, oh, you're so bright, you're intelligent, like I see such a good future for you, you're doing really good, like I know you're going to grow up to be something great. Usually your patterns will reflect that and you will. Though in other cases, sometimes you receive the opposite where someone tells you, well, you're not gonna do very good in life. I don't think you're gonna end up anywhere except for jail, or you know, maybe you're gonna join a gang or just things that are negative, or maybe someone tells you that you're stupid or that you're not capable, or maybe you have a impairment that people look down upon, and because of that, they judge you for it, and you hear nothing but negative things. 
All of this leads to a self-fulfilling prophecy and it ultimately affects your mindset. And if you have nothing but bad things in your head about yourself and every day you wake up, like let's say you spill some coffee, you're like, God, like I can never do anything right. I'm spilling coffee. I'm not doing good in school or at work. No one takes me seriously. It seems like I'm always messing up. I'm useless. And if you're saying those type of things over and over again, the result is usually reflective of that. So a person who I want to bring up is Michael Jordan, because if anyone knows failure, it's him. So I have a few of his quotes and one of the first quotes that stood out to me is that he said, you have to expect things of yourself before you can do them. So if you're expecting that you're going to spill that cup of coffee or that you're going to mess up something before you even try, you're expecting that before you're doing it. So yes, maybe that will happen. But instead, if you say, today I'm not going to mess up, I'm going to do things properly or if I fail at this, I'm going to try again, or I'm going to keep a positive attitude about that, that will be very helpful. And then another quote of him, of his is, some people want it to happen, some wish it would happen, others make it happen. So if currently you're feeling very unfulfilled with your life, or you're looking around and you're not happy with it, it doesn't have to stay that way. And if you don't have a support system to tell you that it doesn't have to stay that way, or you're not able to tell yourself that, then I'll tell you that. It doesn't have to stay that way. If you put forth the effort and if you really try, you can change it. And your situation might be a bit different from others. You might have more obstacles in front of you, but that doesn't mean that it's permanent. You do have choices in life, and it's up to you to pick which choices you want to take and to try to build the life that you want. And for those of you that are like, well, maybe I don't like the choices that I have, like neither one are good, and I just don't wanna try, like I'm just gonna mess it up, or it might not turn out how I want it to, and I'm just wasting my effort. What I'd say to that is um, another one of his quotes, which is, he said that I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games. 26 times I've been trusted to take the game-winning shot and missed. I failed over and over and over again in my life, and that is why I succeed. So for the 26 times that he's been trusted to take that winning shot and he missed, that's a large-scale failure because not only is the arena full of people that's being televised on TV, and then in the current climate that we live in, people are going to restream it. They're going to make memes out of it. So I really hope that adds some type of perspective when you think about failure. He's one of the best in his field, and to some people, he's the best, but it wasn't like that. In high school, he didn't even make the basketball team. So he decided that's what he wanted and failure wasn't going to stop him. So Michael Jordan isn't the only person that has experienced failure and decided not to let it define them and to keep trying. So I wanna tell you a few different stories about notable people who found their success through failures. 
So the first one is about George Crumb, who, um, and this takes place in 1853. So to just throw this out there, so there's a saying or a group of people who believe that this story, this one is actually a legend and it's not 100% able to be proved, but I'm still including it because I like the message to the story and I can see how it's very plausible. So George Crumb is named the inventor of potato chips. So he was a diner owner and a customer came in and every time Crumb would make him fries, he would complain that they're too thick, that they're very soggy and he didn't like them. So time and time again, George Crumb made the fries thinner and thinner, and each time his customer was still not satisfied. After multiple attempts, he made the fry super, super thin, so thin that he so thin that his customer wouldn't be able to hold the fry with a fork. And he did this on purpose. He was tired of failing over and over again. So Due to that, he said, well, if I'm going to be doing this, then I might as well make it extra thin, make you suffer with me. But something miraculous happened. So when he fried it, it turned into a potato chip because it was so thin. And he brought it out to the customer and the customer loved it. He raved about it. And then that's how we got potato chips. So the notable aspect of this is that George Crumb viewed failure a bit differently. He was tired of failing and instead of being like, I'm going to overcome this, he did attempt a lot of times, but instead he had a different approach. He's like, well, I've been failing at this and you keep saying you want it thinner and thinner. So to spite you, I'm going to make it very thin. So spite was his motivation there. And that spite led to a miraculous discovery, basically. So sometimes you might fail at something or a request that someone else asks you to do and you might try to spite them in different ways. And from that, sometimes good things can stem from that, or maybe you just wanna prove someone wrong that you can do it, and that not all of your failures will define you. So that's just a story that I personally like because it talks about chips and it has a good underlining to it. So the second person that I wanna bring up who can be verified is Henry Ford. So Henry Ford in the United States in our history, he holds a very important role to like our cars, just the industrial revolution and that type of era and the things that he was able to create. So something that many people don't know about Henry Ford or I don't think that they remember over time is that Henry Ford, Henry Ford was not successful right away. Actually, he was very unsuccessful multiple times, but he showed a lot of vigor. So his story is that he felt twice creating the car before he became successful. So on his first go round, after managing to scrounge up investors, he lost support. His investors wanted to see results, but after a year of waiting, they saw nothing but designs. And the reason they saw designs is because Henry Ford, he wanted his car to be perfect. And he wasn't satisfied with the details that he had when he was drawing up um, that plan for it. And the investors, they didn't care about the details or so they just wanted the results. They wanted the cars, they wanted to see them. And unfortunately he couldn't supply them in the amount of time that they wanted. 
So they all backed out and his dream fell flat. The company that they did create, they dissolved it because they said to Henry, Henry Ford, you know, you're not making results for us. We're giving you all this money. We're not seeing anything. So we're just pulling out. And for a lot of people, that would make them give up because in that time, it was already hard to find investors, people that had a lot of money. And that kind of blackballed him in some type in some type of fashion. So now for him to try again, he would have to find other people or at least convince the same people again to invest in him. So that's what he did. He wasn't ready to give up. So he went back to one of the previous shareholders, which was Murphy, and he convinced him to give him one more chance. He convinced him that with this chance, this was going to be the one and that he was going to create something great, which was that car and that they'd both be happy. And somehow he convinced Murphy. But Murphy put constraints on Ford's work. Having worked with him previously, he knew that they didn't have the best track record together. So instead, when Murphy couldn't be there, he produced a manager to oversee Ford. So basically, Ford didn't have the autonomy that he would have liked to have had. And not only that, he had time constraints as well that he needed to meet. So like the first venture, this one was a bust as well. Ford didn't have that autonomy, and not only that, he had a lot of pressure, and it just wasn't a very good combination for what Ford was trying to bring to the scene. So once again, he failed a second time. And that, that was monumental. And a lot of people, the second time you try something like that, because that's a large business venture, They'd just be ready to give up, be like, okay, I tried it once and I spent like a year and a half with that. That didn't go well. So now I'm trying it again and it went kaboom, like all in my face. I'm not going to do that again. But that wasn't Henry's Ford outlet. So he tried again. And later down the road, he met Alexander Malcolmson. And Malcolmson not only had the money that Ford needed, he also had the drive and the spirit because you see Ford and Malcolmson, they had something in common. They were very passionate and they were both risk takers. So Malcolmson trusted Ford to do everything that he needed. So he didn't put him underneath the watchful eye. Ford had all the autonomy that he needed to complete what he wanted to. So under the new settings, Ford created his first actual car in 1904. So the main takeaway from this is that Ford had an intimate relationship with failure. And one thing that I didn't mention was all the bankruptcies that he went through while trying to fulfill his dream. He had several, more than three, I believe around five. And bankrupt bankruptcy is a large thing in itself. When you have to file for that, it's not very fun, but he didn't care because he knew that he had success. And one of the most pivotal moments that I would say is that he met Alexander Malcolmson. And I think that's something that you have to take into account as well when you're failing repeatedly. What are your settings? Because previously, Ford wasn't in the right setting for his personality and for what he wanted to achieve. He needed autonomy, he liked risk, he was very passionate and he wanted to take time to make sure that everything was perfect 
Malcolm Sum didn't mind that. He understood that process and he supported him. So if you're failing over and over again in certain areas, maybe it's time to look at your, excuse me, maybe it's time to look at your settings. They might not be the right settings for you. Or maybe you need a change of scenery, a change of pace. So that's one thing to keep in mind when you're thinking about failure and wanting success. Sometimes you can be doing everything right, everything that you need to, but the timing is off or the people who are around you aren't the best to help you achieve what you want. So a question that I want to ask is, do you remember being a kid and not quite grasping what failure is? Because I do. I remember learning to ride a bike one summer with my dad, and he's the one who helped me learn. We were outside all day long, for the most part, and he wasn't in the best shape, so he struggled to keep up with me in this Texas summer heat. So after a couple of hours, he desperately needed a break, but I was not ready for that break. I wanted to go down, I wanted to go out, I wanted to zoom down the street back and forth, and I wanted to get the hang of it. I wanted to be successful at riding this bike so that I could ride with all the big kids in my neighborhood. And so I can ride with my sister and my cousin because previously I could never go with them because they would say, I don't know how to ride a regular bike and I had training wheels, so they weren't going to be out with me if I had training wheels. So when he went in the house, he told me I'm welcome to come with him or, you know, I can just do what I want. And I said that I was going to stay off there and I was going to try it for myself. So I stared at the bike for a little bit, but then I picked it up and I got on. And I was very afraid of falling down because I didn't want to get hurt, but at the same time, I really wanted to ride alongside my sister and my cousin and the other kids. So I did what's expected. I picked up the bike, I got on there, and I said, I can do this. So me saying I can do this, that was my self-fulfilling prophecy. I repeated that over and over to myself a few times until I actually felt like I could do this. So once I did that, I pushed off, I said I can do this, and I fell over. And I fell over because I forgot that I needed to pedal after the push, that that push isn't going to get me that far. But when I fell over, I conquered that fear of falling. I fell and it wasn't the worst thing ever. I was still breathing. I was still alive. I think I might have scratched my leg, but nothing major. So through failing that one time, it helped me conquer my fear. And then I was even more determined to do it on my own. So I tried again and again, and I fell multiple times. But on this one go around, something happened. I figured out how to coordinate my balance to where I wasn't leaning too far over, how to pedal along with that. And before I knew it, I was riding the bike down the street and I was so proud of myself. And there was nothing anyone can say in that moment to take away my success. And that's something that happens with a lot of children. When you think about it, most kids are very courageous. They have the courage to dream, and I don't mean small dreams, like I'm just gonna go build a small little house with Legos. A kid will come and be like, I wanna build a huge dragon with Legos. And it's like, a huge dragon you say? And it's like, yeah, a huge dragon with Legos. And they will sit there and they will try their best to figure it out because they haven't been told to think inside the lines. 
they don't have the concept of what's realistic just yet. Almost anything is achievable to them. And most of all, they aren't afraid to try. They're not afraid of failure. So when did life become so hard for us? When did people stick you into a box and force you to stay there? When did that happen to me? And then more questions pop up. When did all the rules set in? But regardless of all those questions of when did this happen, once you realize it, it doesn't have to be as hard as it seems and it definitely doesn't have to stay that way. So you might be thinking that maybe you're too old to start something new. And can an old dog really learn new tricks? Um, yeah, I say they can. Because have you ever seen a dog go blind? Because I have. Sure, they bump into stuff at first, but then they figure it out and then they adjust to their new normal. And before you know it, it's almost like they've been blind for maybe the start of their life. They really do figure it out. But if that's not enough, just think about this. Stan Lee, which is huge through the Marvel universe and just comics in general, he didn't write his first comic until he was 39. In some people's eyes, 39 is incredibly young, while to others, it's pretty old. And if Lee would have decided that he was too old to write a comic, then many people wouldn't have Marvel characters. And I wouldn't be able to watch Avengers Endgame, which I'm very excited for. And on the older side of things, Gladys Burrell finished her first marathon at 86 years old. I'm 21 and I've never done a marathon before. I don't even think I would make it if I attempted it right now, but Gladys Burrell said that she would be able to make it and she did at 86 years old. So since the topic is failure, I'm going to ask my sister what her experience has been with failure. So Erica, what has been your experience with failure? My experience with failure hasn't been so, so good. I feel like I failed as a mother. Why? Because I feel like I don't get to spend enough time with my kids. And I feel like that is a very important part of being a mother. Watching them grow, seeing them do certain mi milestones. So when it comes to failure, do you have any failure like in your professional life, maybe academically or with your job or anything like that? Um, Academically, I kind of feel like I did feel I'm not where I want to be academic-wise, but I'm grateful that I am where I am academic-wise. So it's like a give-take. So would you say that the failures you've experienced have pushed you to go further in life and to keep trying or do you just give up? It has definitely pushed me to go further and go even a little harder than I was going because I only want better for myself and to be able to give better to my kids. So if someone came up to you and said, look, I've tried so many different things. I keep failing over and over again. Like, I really just want to give up. Or maybe I'm just destined to fail. You know, maybe nothing I do is good and it's always going to be this way. Is there anything that you would tell that person that you can relate to or anything like that? Well, first I would apologize and tell them I'm deeply sorry that they feel that way. And then... 
I could only tell them my experience and tell them to keep going because it's always someone out there worse than what they have it. Is there anything else you would like to say like regarding the topic of failure in your own life or just in general? No. That's it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks for giving me your take on failure and what that's like for you. So I also decided to ask my mom her take on failure and to see what her perspective is. So mom, when it comes to failure, what does that mean to you? Well, failure to me means whatever the goals that you had set to accomplish and you didn't uh, follow through with it or you, you didn't make it or it didn't happen and it just all went kaput. Mm. So, for me, for its failure, I would say for myself, in the world perspective, is how people look at it, things, look at failure, I would say that from that aspect, that I kind of failed in life, failed because I'm not where people think in life where it's my age where you should be all the things that it should have accomplished and the grand house, the nice cars for my age. That's from the world's perspective. But for it's me, I don't think that I failed because of who I know God. So in his eyesight, I am not a failure and I haven't failed, for it's the world's perspective I have. So that's my take on failure. So since you are later in life and you're a bit older, when there's other people out there, maybe like in their 70s or in their 50s or 60s, and they look around at their life and they're like, you know, I'm not satisfied with what I have. Like, you know, I think I might wanna try something new, but they're afraid to fail or they just think they're too old. Like, what do you say about it? Do you think they're too old to try something new? Or? No, I feel that it's never too old to try something new. And with God, I'll think it's possible. He'll help you with whatever you want in life, wherever you want your journey to be. With his help, everything is possible. Okay. So what would you personally say to someone who's told you, well, I keep trying different things but it seems like I'm failing no matter what I do I'm not succeeding at it and you know like I can't seem to get out of this spot and I just want to give up or I just want to keep doing what I'm doing because nothing is helping what would you say to them don't give up and if you know God put your trust in him he's always way there beside you to help you to go through your journey in life whatever it is like I always tell you I always stick with God mm -hmm hand in hand and long as you with him everything is possible everything what you will go farther and it's whatever direction he leads you in so for anybody out there that think that they are failure in life you're not because there is a god that loves you and cares about you and he's there for you no matter what so seek him and let him be your guide and you can make it through life. Okay. 
So I guess one of the last questions that I have, so being a being that you're an adult now and even, you know, helping to raise me, have you noticed that when it comes to little kids that they seem to be not afraid to fail, that they'll try almost anything and they'll go out there and keep trying their best even if they fall down and things like that? Like, have you noticed that? I guess I have. So I was like, what do you think about that? Do you think even as an adult now that compared to when you were a little kid, like now when it comes to trying something new or possibly failing, that there's more pressure compared to when you were younger, just going out there doing stuff? Yeah, it's more pressure because when you're younger, you you just don't know. You're just a kid. You're having fun. It's all about having fun. And, you know, I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. And once you get older, you kind of try and then you stop because then you got this pressure on you. Well, what is, what is this person going to say? What are they going to think about me um, this age or a certain age? And now I'm trying to do this. And how you uh, kind of judgmental because you're looking at the world judging you. So, and I said just one last question, but okay, one last question. So for the adults out there and people who are listening, you know, who are of age now mm -hmm. and they have all those pressures, do you have any advice or anything that you would say, you know, to like, I guess, help them not think of them or to just let go to try to have that little peace from childhood again? Like, is there you any just way? basically said uh, the word let go. As I've been known as growing up, listening to my grandmother and my mother, and basically let go and let God do it. Let God take control. That's all you can do. Okay. Well, I do want to say thank you for giving your take on what failure is to you and, you know, just giving, giving me your viewpoint on it. Okay. So I asked my mom and my sister what their take was on failure, so I decided to ask my grandmother too. Unfortunately, she's always on the go, so the best time for me to ask her would be now in a vehicle. So, gee mama, what is your definition of failure? My definition of failure to me it's no such thing as failure because when I keep going, I don't stop. I keep going. Yeah, so my grandmother's definition of failure is one that I like because she says there isn't one. You just keep going. So, Gee Mama, what would you say to a young person who comes to you or even an older person and they say, everything I do, I keep failing at? It doesn't seem like I'm being successful at anything. I just want to give up. What advice would you give them? If it's a young person or someone come to me, then I would tell them to try again but pray and put God first and ask the Lord to guide them in the right direction that they should go and let them know that they're not a failure. Most times when people actually compete, like competing in things and they fail and they keep on going, they get right back up, they don't stop. And to me, I'd rather have that person or hire that person on a job before I hire somebody to just go boom, boom, boom. Why is that? Because you can tell that they really had to study. They really had to study in order to pass or whatever. When they said that they're a failure, well, you really have to study. So, G-Mama, so in this day and age, you know, there's a lot of older people, 
like in their 60s or maybe their 70s or so and you know they want to change their job or they have dreams and they're like well maybe I'm too old to do that dream and stuff so since you're older in age what do you think about that I don't think that that they would be too old is the amount of being afraid most of the time people be afraid to take that big step and if you go ahead and take that big step like the old saying you have to crawl before you can walk so you have to initiate some type of plan in order to get you where you're going and never be around someone that said you're too old you ain't gonna be able to do that if you got a calling you just go ahead and fulfill that so thank you, G-Mama, for giving me your perspective on failure and what you think. So after recording, my grandmother realized that there was something else that she wanted to say as well. So I'm just going to insert that clip now. I went back and got my GED. And during that time, when you're getting your GED and studying for the test, the test is very hard to take. But you have to put your mind to it because that's what I really wanted. You know, during the 12 years in high school, the GED test is very hard. It's very hard, but I passed that. And then I even went and took me some college course in accounting. Okay. So it's, it's up to the person if that's what they want to do. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm a very proud 70-year-old lady. I'm yes, very proud mm -hmm. of what I accomplished because I didn't give up. Thank you, G-Mama. So, in closing, I just want to reiterate some of Jordan's main belief. It's your mindset. You have to expect things of yourself before you can do them. And so you need to lick whatever dream or whatever it is in the eye that you want to be better at and go ahead, confront it, tackle it head on and say that you can do it. Don't say that, oh, I don't have this or I don't have that. I'm not going to be able to because you're equipped with everything you need. You're you. And if you don't have something in that tool bag, go out and find someone that can help you with the tools that you need or just research it for yourself. Maybe you want to learn a new hobby. Maybe you want to learn code. Go to the library. Pick up a book. There's so many different ways to achieve what you'd like, but something that is all going to take is hard work. If you're not ready to put in that hard work and truly believe in yourself, then it's not going to work out to the best ability that it can. Because if you don't believe in you, then who else is going to believe in you? How are you going to convince others to believe in you? So that's just something to keep in mind. So you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. And no matter what you do, time is going to pass whether you like it or not. So why not invest in yourself and build? So I'm Megan and I am the host of the Uncreative Podcast. Thank you for listening to this week's episode and please stay tuned for the next.